So given everything that we know, what's worse, January 6th or Joe Biden's clear, apparent, inarguable corruption? Oh, by the way, it's a trick question. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I want to just give a absolute thanks to our partners at Soda Weight Loss. They were the first big company to reach out for us to introduce them to you. I want to thank you for adopting them as your partner in dropping unwanted fat from your body. And by the way, if you don't need to do that, but you know, folks who do, we just write down sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. It is a bit of a trick question. What's worse, January 6th or Joe Biden's corruption? Because in my view, January 6th was known. Everybody who was paying attention knew you had a bunch of really frustrated people going to Washington, D.C. And back in the radio days, I talked, <laughs> well... I, I created a feature on the radio show called the Election Corruption Watch. And because it was evident what they were doing. And that was a feature that we did uh, two or three times a week. We would talk about, oh, okay, there's going to be drop boxes in these five states. Oh, look, it's those five states again. Oh, look, there's going to be these changes to mail-in voting in these five states. Oh, look, actually, it is safe to go vote in person. But in certain states, in other states, you should stay home and stay safe. Oh, look, they're not going to require signature matches. Oh, look, they're telling us it might take two to three weeks to count the ballots. Oh, look, they're going to let ballots come in after the deadline. Oh, look, they want to count ballots where the people moved and they didn't live there any longer. Oh, look, they're hammering boards up or putting boards up in the window of the voting location so people can't watch the votes being counted. Oh, look, they kicked the observers out. Oh, look, they said they said we all need to stop counting at 430 in the morning and kick everybody out. But then they didn't stop counting. And oh, look, those aren't suitcases. Those are ballot containers that they're bringing out at 4.30 in the morning after we were told there was a water leak and there you know, was not really much of a water leak. And we all watched it from the setup to the execution. And I haven't seen it yet. I need to go see 2,000 mules. But of course, the party tells us it's been debunked. So we knew at that point you were going to have a whole bunch of very angry people going to Washington, D.C., um, we knew at that point that there were people who had watched their cities attacked by Black Lives Matter Incorporated and Antifa. Most of the people at January 6th know that the so-called vice president of the United States, Cammy Harris, raised money to bail people out who were burning down cities. So we all knew that this could be a problem. And now we know in hindsight what we all, all know on the show, and I don't want to belabor this because I'd like to move forward on the topic and the discussion but we all saw the president offer uh, more security, offer the National Guard. We, we know about McConnell. We know he said no. We know Pelosi said no. So everything we know about January 6th that, that we've consumed, what's worse, that or Joe Biden's corruption? 
Well, the reason it's a trick question is because there's no separation. There's no separation between Joe Biden's corruption and what's going on with January 6th. January 6th was precipitated by the corruption that surrounds that man. It was blatant and clear and dangerous corruption that allowed Black Lives Matter and Incorporated Incorporated and Antifa to run around the country committing acts of murder. And they did commit murders, at least two political murders on our streets because of an election, because of a political party. That is as terroristic as terrorism gets. Killing civilians to scare a populace into a political act. That's the textbook definition of corruption, or pardon me, of terrorism. So the reason it's a trick question is because these things are inseparable. There's not a bit of daylight. And we'll get into some more ways that this is all so, so very, very related. There's an article in Commentary Magazine, and you either have to pay for Commentary Magazine, or in this case, you get a couple of articles after you give them your um, after you give them your email address so that they can hit you up and, and try to convince you to pay. But the topic of this should sound familiar to people who've listened to this or the radio program, because I started to speak of traumatized people on the radio program making political decisions uh, several years ago. And the piece is by Kristen, or Christine Rosen. A culture that once avoided talk of mental health is now openly celebrating people who speak candidly about their psychic wounds, or even especially when they're the type of people who know, um, who are known to us because they perform labors that seem somewhat superhuman. When Olympic gymnast Simone, uh, Simone Biles abruptly withdrew from several events at the 2021 Olympic Games, she cited the ongoing suffering she's experienced as a victim of sexual abuse. Nearly all the stories about her decision praise Biles for taking mental health break, even though it likely cost the Olympic team gold medals. Likewise, when the number two ranked women's tennis player, Naomi um, Osaka, withdraw from both Wimbledon and the French Open, claiming mental health challenges, she was lionized for speaking out. The word that is used to describe their pain is trauma, classically defined as lingering and haunted response to a terrible experience, such as an assault, a natural disaster, a serious accident, or some other deeply troubling event. Experts praise them as experts, that, that word. Today, trauma diagnoses, uh, diagnoses have moved far beyond the realm of individual clinical expertise to outside significance as an explanation for a broad away array of social, cultural, and political problems. A popular book about trauma, The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and the Body in the Healing of Trauma by psychiatrist Bessel van der Kolk has been on the New York Times bestseller list for more than 150 weeks. And it explores trauma and all the aspects of trauma. And the point of this article is that from the Simone Biles and these individual cases, if you go back through what they're talking about um, in terms of what adds up to trauma, these are all things that are being pressed, pressed down upon society. And how this has become now a political tool. Consider an essay in the New York Times written by Amanda Gorman, the young woman chosen to read a poem at President Joe Biden's inauguration and who received near universal praise for doing so. Recalling that experience, she describes what in previous areas would have been called stage fright, but in her rendering um, is traumatic. 
extrapolating from her own understandable jitters about performing for a national audience, she makes a sweeping claim that anyone who doesn't share them is in denial about how much there is to fear in the world today. If you're alive, you're afraid. If you're not afraid, then you're not paying attention, Gorman claims. In an unwittingly apt encapsulation of America's journey from resilience to trauma over the past several generations, she tweaked President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's famous line, the only thing we have to fear is is having no fear itself. And the the article is a fascinating read, and it gets to the point, but not to the full point. It talks about trauma as bubbling up in society, as individual aggressions become group aggressions. It doesn't remember or doesn't care to point out the fact that this is all purposely being done. When that young woman read that poem, she was surrounded by fences and armed guards for no reason. It was theater. January 6th was allowed to metastasize, in my judgment, as an act of theater. That, hey, what are a few losses? So they, you know, they, they commit some vandalism. They steal some things. Look at the videos we'll have. Look at how we can beat Trump up with this. Let them in. Open the doors. Now, I have no proof of this, but you just look at the tapes and look how this will roll out. We know that people were let in. We know they said no to security. We know we have video of Epps, Ray Epps, talking to people before they went down and started tearing apart the little barriers, the you know not-so-strong barriers that they had to keep people on the right path. We watched that all happen. But there's more details that have come out, such as the fact that Ray Epps was very, very worried that a fast-moving crowd might, quote, ruin the plan. What plan? He was concerned that the crowd was moving too quickly. It might ruin the plan. This was allowed to metastasize to create moments of theater. Now, this is the part for which they don't have proof. I can see the discussion of, man, we don't have enough people in the Capitol. It's only a few people. Other people don't want to come in, and that's true. Other people didn't want to go in. So at some point, someone made the decision to open blast doors, which the Capitol Police had previously bragged would take a tank to knock down, a tank or two to knock down those doors. Someone made the decision, let people in. Most of those people stayed inside the velvet ropes, but it doesn't matter. They still get charged. This was theater to allow it. The people who did the bad things, and there are people who did bad things. If, you're, if you were there beating up cops, you need to pay for that. Not with solitary confinement with no charges for two years. We don't do that in America, but we do when it's theater. Joe Biden's campaign was theater. The man is is mentally crippled. And he has moments when he can perform because he's been in, in, in lizard brain mode for half his life. Get up, do the shtick, Joe. Do the shtick, Joe. Remember, Joe, your Amtrak Joe. Do the shtick, Joe. Talk about your dead son, Bo. Do that. You're there for the working men. Remember that, Joe, with the working men, the working women. But he falls apart and they're questioning and we've all seen it. It's theater. Right down to the point of him having a fake, you know, having a soundstage from which he performs. Because he can't do it without a huge teleprompter the size of a barn wall. So what's more dangerous, January 6th or corruptions or, or Joe Biden's corruption? They're the same thing. The reason that they let Black Lives Matter Incorporated and Antifa do their thing was for theater. It was to scare people. It was to instill trauma. 
The reason the Fouch lied by omission, suggesting that everybody was at risk from the COVID flu was theater. To scare people, to, to trounce Trump, but also to sell a useless, deadly, harmful, deadly to far too many people, not to everybody, thank God, not to most people, thank the Lord. But useless, deadly, dangerous mRNA injection, that was part B of the plan. Part A of the plan was obviously to scare people. The mask is a scare device. Trauma, trauma, trauma. The number one problem in the country is white supremacists. There's a big, big armies of them. Don't you know? You see them every day. Trauma, 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 trauma. Didn't you know that if a kid doesn't, if you don't agree with a, a girl that she's actually a boy, that night she'll go up to a room and kill herself. She'll cut open her air to trauma, 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 trauma. Lies, lies, lies. So the commentary magazine is a great piece. And I'm glad to see people recognizing that trauma is being used. But I wish that people would start to recognize the fact that trauma is being installed. Be still. And know that I'm the Lord. There are interpretations of that. A friend of mine shared with me. Be still is not the, uh, it's not the Lord saying, hey, hey, hey. Come on now, be still. Be cool. And know that I'm the Lord. It's the Lord saying, hey, be still. Be still. I got this. Be still. I got it. So those of us who live under that cloak of protection, we need to remember that cloak of protection. We need to act that way. It gives us spiritual and psychological immunity from this trauma that they're trying to install. You know, I'm not the only person who left the job during this period of time. Now, part of that was because I was studying to become a pastor and that I realized, as I've said countless times, it's going to take a decade more mature, you know, spiritual maturity for me to even ever, ever have a, a reasonable organization ever call me to be a pastor, let alone confirm me. But there were also the, the tip, 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 tip whispers of speech codes. And there was the reality that the company for whom I worked, and I have, I have nothing disparaging to say about them at all. They were forcing people to get injected or tested. I'm not going to do that. Because it's trauma. Because it's theater. I'm not going to act in Bill Gates' theater. I'm not going to act in Tony Fauci's theater. And in this case, I'm not going to act in the FBI's theater. Or in Liz Cheney's theater with her dear friend, Nancy Pelosi, and their very, very mutual dear friends, Kevin McCarthy and Mitchell McConnell. I'm not going to act in it. So what's worse for the country? Joe Biden's corruption or January 6th did the same thing. Part of January 6th was to cover up for what Joe Biden is, the theater. That's why they let people in. That's why they didn't get more security. Because it gave Biden a bunch of cover. Now we're going to install fences around the White House. And so this young woman gives the speech. Well, she's up there. Of course, she's scared because she's been told by the authorities that crouching out there in Maryland and Virginia all around the Beltway is a massive army of white supremacists ready to pounce and to take Washington, D.C. by force if they let any of the COVID restrictions down. So they need to have the fences up. We need to have our National Guardsmen sleeping in a cold parking garage with no blankets. While the out-of-town donors who were there to watch the figurehead installed as a figurehead stay in luxury suites. Trauma. So Cassidy Hutchison, 
She's the latest. Uh, I don't want to say she's an actress in this because I don't know. Maybe she really thinks this stuff happened. But Cassidy Hutchison said this. We talked about this earlier this week, and I'd already said I'd heard from people saying it's physically impossible for the presidents in, in the beast. And please, please, I'll say it again. Please stop calling the limo that carries around the person we're to regard as the leader of the country. Please stop calling it the beast. You think this stuff's funny? Satan doesn't think it's funny. He, he thinks it's great. So he wasn't in the beast. He was in an SUV. People contacting me saying, I did advanced work for the White House for 20 years. I've been next to the beast hundreds of times. I'm telling you, it's physically impossible for people to grab the steering wheel. And there's been more. Secret Service officials and agents have stepped forward. She claims she wrote a note. The guy who wrote it said, wait, no, actually, I've already testified. I wrote the note. They could test this with handwriting analysis, but they won't. Because this is a show trial. Once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. Here's the New York Times, and this is a legal insurrection who's amassed this, it's in the show notes. New York Times, Trump sought to join the January 6th mob. CNN, Ex-aide paints damning portrait of Trump raging on January 6th. MSNBC, ex-White House aide gives explosive testimony about Trump's actions on January 6th. As I talked about yesterday in the program, it's hearsay. She was telling someone what someone supposedly told her. This would never play in a courtroom, ever. It would be struck down as hearsay. It's not something you watched. It's something someone said to you happened. And in fact, to their credit, ABC News, Pierre um, from uh, ABC, P- what's, I don't know his last name, um, this guy from ABC News, to his credit, he came out on the same day and said several Secret Service agents uh, just told me they expect the Secret Service will push back against any allegation of an assault against an agent or President Trump reaching for the steering wheel. Pierre Thomas, pardon me, Pierre. Pierre Thomas, ABC News, within an hour or so, had it from sources. And if ABC News is going to come and correct this, number one, thank you, ABC News, for committing some journalism. Number two, we all were wondering, when does the other shoe drop? Peter Alexander, another reporter, actually doing some reporting. A source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Engel, the lead agent, and the presidential limousine-SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. Then Jack Prosebic produced a video. Uh, or grabbed the video of President Trump on that day, not getting into the beast, but getting into an SUV. And it will continue to fall apart. 
Tony Amato is denying that he told Cassidy Hutchinson Trump grabbed the steering wheel in the presidential vehicle on 1-6 or lunged at a fellow agent. The United States Secret Service official tells John Campbell. CNN confirms that Amato and Engel are prepared to testify neither incident occurred. But this is very much like the whipping scenario. Remember when a DSH, or Department of Homeland Security, Security agent, was said to have whipped a migrant, meaning whipped an illegal immigrant? Do you remember how long they played that story? They still play that story. Cammy Harris repeated that lie about four months ago. So what's worse for the country? Joe Biden's clear corruption or January 6th? They're the same thing. You can't separate the two. It comes from the same culture. It comes from we do whatever we need to do to stay in power. That's where it comes from. We'll do whatever we need to do to continue to have the power that we have. It's inseparable. Later today, um, we're going to have Zach Abraham swing by. Zach is the chief investment officer of Bulwark Capital Management. And I was, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, Dory Monson, who is a certified radio legend in Seattle. And we were, we were getting ready for this event with Zach, the, um, the, the workshop, the free workshop that Zach did yesterday. And I was saying, if there is a time, there, there couldn't be a better time for, for risk management. This is how Zach, this is the organizing principle, Bulwark Capital Management. Yes, yes, yes. They want to build your wealth. Absolutely. Yes, they want to do that. And the only way to build sustainable wealth is to have a strong foundation. The foundation of all the thinking at Bulwark Capital Management starts with risk management. That's the same way that a responsible home builder starts. A responsible builder of skyscrapers, risk management, strong foundation. Make sure we're down to the bedrock of things. Make sure that if the building is going to be in an earthquake zone, you install the devices so the building can sway and the rockers so it rocks back and forth, which they do in modern earthquake zones. So at Bulwark Capital Management, they take a very similar approach, not building skyscrapers, but hedging upon hedging and spreading their bets in ways that you may have time to do. I certainly don't have time to do it the way Bulwark Capital Management does it. Not with the team of people who work for Zach, who are constantly analyzing the market. And for me, what really drew me into Bulwark Capital Management was truth-telling. Look, we're sitting here talking about what's worse, January 6th or Joe Biden's clear corruption, and coming to the conclusion that they're the same thing. You know, Zach, Zach Abraham is one of the few people in the financial market who will tell you, yes, the system is rigged. Absolutely. What you see with your own eyes is very, very clear. So there's this big myth in the world. Information is power. Nope. Huge, huge mistake. Information is potential power. Acting on information is power, and that's where the world separates. Zach Abraham has a lot more information than I'm either gather, and maybe you're able to do it. But I can't do it or get anywhere near Zach's level. Most people cannot. If you're in that range of five to 10 years before retirement, risk management has to be the spotlight. So get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management. They're at knowyourriskradio.com. Knowyourriskradio.com or 866-779-RISK. 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Truck Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. 
So what's worse, Biden's clear abiding in arguable corruption or January 6th? Well, I'm reaching the conclusion that they're the same thing. So one of the ways you know a show trial is the things they leave out. There is a guy that I met in D.C., and I'm not, I'm not claiming to run around with him. Um, I've always found him to be a very nice guy. He's a smart and very clever man. His name is Ali Alexander. Uh, I've had Ali on my radio show a couple times. Um, Ali is a political activist and a professional political activist, and Ali makes a good, fair, a lot of money doing it. So Ali has now, I think, I don't want to say he's teamed up with because I don't know, but Ali was part of the, one of the big movers behind Stop the Steal. So it's Ali's view that the election was absolutely stolen. He went to Washington, D.C. and apparently was there with or found himself on stage with Alex Jones. And this is going to be left out because Jones and others are treated as Trump world. I have no idea if Alex Jones is close to President Trump or not. I've never met Alex to be candid. I've never heard. um, I've never seen Alex's program. I've heard a bit of his national radio show, but aside from that, I know nothing about Alex Jones. I know this, he didn't create the violence. How do I know this? Because I watched him. Because there was a no end of footage of Alex. Not, I wouldn't say he's begging people. He's not the begging type. But Alex Jones uh, pretty much demanding that people not get in confrontations with the cops. Part of it because the theater aspect, knowing that this would become the story. Let's let Jones speak for himself. This is him with a bullhorn at January 6th and listen to what he's trying to achieve. We need to not have the confrontation with the police. We're going to make that the story. I'm going to march to the other side when we have a stage. Okay, stop that for a second. Now, that doesn't sound like a guy who says, get into the Capitol. Compare that to Ray Epps. We need to get in the building. We need to go inside the building, Ray Epps. But Ali Alexander had apparently been subpoenaed to testify because he was there. And apparently he's done that. And there were rumors that he was being brought in again to testify. He's testifying. Ray Epps is not. Alex Jones will probably be at some point or another subpoenaed. But it's that's that's not that's that's nine seconds of video. There's a lot more than nine seconds. We need to not have the confrontation with the police. We're gonna make that the story. I'm gonna march to the other side when we have a stage where we can speak and occupy peacefully. Tell everybody behind you.
it continues on and on and on with Alex Jones begging people to get to the other side. So in a, you know, it's a show trial when that stuff's not brought in, you know, it's a show trial when they're not going to bring the people who are, who, who Cassidy Hutchison claimed said things. And they're saying, no, I, I never said that. What's worse, Biden's corruption or January 6th? They're the same thing. This just came in uh, from Betsy Woodruff. New United States Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi tells me in the 10 days before the Hutchinson hearing, the January 6th committee did not reach out for more details regarding the so-called beast ride. Betsy Woodruff Swan, reporter at the Politico, national correspondent at the Politico. It's this just came out. This is it's to say again, show trial, but the, the but the politicos love it because once again, they say we've got the orange man once again. And by the way, partner to this is Mitchell McConnell, part of the show. What's worse, this January 6th event or Joe Biden's corruption? Mitch, which, which is worse? You can't separate Mitch from Biden. Mitch preferred Biden over Trump. I didn't say that, but his actions make that clear. Because Biden can be worked with. Biden got them back into the war business. 15 minutes. Mitch McConnell says it has to be a clean bill. Called Joe Biden. Joe Biden pretended to think about it for 15 minutes and said, yeah, okay, good to go. Uh, Bipartisan agreement. Bipartisan agreement. These things are the same. Joe Biden's corruption in January 6th are the same. Ray Epps just spoke about him. Is he going to testify? I mean, he's one of the central actors in this. They've they've gotten into the business now of, of sending subpoenas to private citizens, which is brand new. That's a power they invented for themselves. And a corrupt judge said, yeah, 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 go ahead. That's fine. As long as it gets Trump, as long as it gets the orange man. Good. That's fine. We can expand that power. So they've sent subpoenas to private citizens. Is Ray Epps going to testify? Because yet again, with another exclusive on this is the Epic Times. Ray Epps at the Capitol on, on the morning of January 6th. In fact, that whole event was apparently concerned that the crowd was moving by too quickly and they needed to slow the crowd down. This is according to a Kentucky man. This is the story. Ray Epps, the former Arizona Oath Keepers leader who was famously captured on camera a day before the January 6th, uh, 2021 protests urging people to go into the U.S. Capitol, allegedly directed a group of individuals who removed siege weapons, including a long piece of two by four lumber from a utility hatch on the Capitol grounds after telling witnesses they needed to slow the crowd down so it didn't blank up the plan. A Kentucky man claims. Eric Clark, 45, says he encountered Epps on the west side of the Capitol on January 6, 2021, although he didn't realize who he was until the news reports about Epps earlier this year. He said that behavior and statements he witnessed took a new meaning after he read news reports about Epps' possible role as a provocateur at the Capitol. 
I didn't know who Ray Epps was. Clark's told the Epic Times, I just knew a tall mountain of a man who said something to me and I saw some things occur. I was almost literally probably a year later when I saw a news post about reps, uh, about Ray Epps, and I was able to put a name to a face. And there are photographic evidence. There's photographic evidence to this. There's video evidence to this. The Epic Times has video and pictures of this guy standing next to Epps. As Epps had urged people to go into the Capitol, according to this guy, Epps was there when people were drawing out. And of course, um, the, the liars uh, at, at the party are saying that people were heavily armed. A, a two by four can really mess you up. It can be dangerous, but it, no one counts it as heavily armed. But that they witnessed, he witnessed Epps involved in people taking these things out. And he's not there, and we're told by the FBI, and I could play the interchange again with Ted Cruz and an FBI agent saying, oh, I, I, sorry, I can't answer your question. Not saying, oh, I'll tell you behind closed doors, or not saying, hey, I'll take you into a secure room and show you what we know about Ray Epps. Nope, she's like, nope, nope, I'm not going to tell you. So what's worse, January 6th or Joe Biden's corruption? Well, let's turn the corner a little bit. Which one of these things is an actual coup? Well... Are the people of January 6th in the White House? Well, I mean, we don't know. Maybe Ray Epps is running things. But the people who we're told are the big dangerous people, they've been in solitary confinement or roughly that for a couple of years. Have they seized U.S. policy? Have we gone back to America first? Are we once again an oil exporter? No, everything's flipped. It's gone back to Barack Obama. And then some. We're once again flying in illegal immigrants or allowing them in and then secreting them around the countries, not even telling the municipalities where they're going. We're once again doing that on a, pax, on a taxpayer dime. We once again have Democrat cities saying, yes, we're going to let illegal immigrants vote. We're going to let anyone vote. We're once again having the department, so-called Department of Education, tell schools, yeah, you will let sexually bothered young boys go shower with girls if that's what they want to do. You're going to let that happen. We have Merrick Garland saying, no, I'm going to do everything I can to fight against the Supreme Court. I don't care what they said. I'm going to, I'm going to find all sorts of ways to still continue to enforce a, a, a law they found unconstitutional, Roe versus Wade. You've got the same Merrick Garland go, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop the protesters from standing outside Clarence Thomas's house, even though there's a whole, you know, hundreds of calls to assassinate him. No, I'm not going to do that. So let's turn the corner a little bit further. January 6th appears not to have been an insurrection. Wow. Look at that. It appears not to have resulted in a coup. What has changed since the figurehead has been installed? Well, let's see. Uh, we are spending a down payment of $49 billion with another $49 billion or more to follow because Joe Biden says we can spend forever on the Ukraine. On Ukraine, pardon me. We've got that. We've got China being absolutely belligerent and no one's doing anything about it. It's just Russia. We're not an oil exporter anymore. We're an oil importer and we're begging the rest of the world to give us baby formula. So just chatting, uh, I just had, uh, yesterday, I got to speak with uh, young Alan uh, from Alan Soaps. Um, he is, uh, he's a really very energetic young guy. I've been saying that he's going to be 13. He reminded me, no, 
um, 12. Now, Alan is largely nonverbal because of how impacted he is by autism. Doesn't stop him from being creative. And in fact, the new scent of soap, first of all, there's a pure soap, no scent. So if you really don't like scenting your soap, I'm trying that. And it's, it's great soap. And then my wife loves the lilac applewood. It's her very favorite of this. Those are only available. No one else can get them, period. You go to allensoaps.com slash Todd, T-O-D-D. Secondly, on that site, if you've been looking for a way to try Allen's soap at low risk, dig this. Um, there are these factory seconds, and all this means is that the, the soap got bumped or chipped a little bit. So they can't sell it in a retail setting and they can't sell it for a full price because they'd never do that. Absolutely nothing wrong with the soap. Here's what you can do. You go to allensoaps.com slash Todd. You get a bar and a bag special. So this is in a Sissel pouch. This is a super nice pouch. I know now, I now know what this is. You get this for $6.99. The pouch itself is $3.99. So you're, it's like getting this for three bucks. And know this. In the coming weeks, we're going to develop a whole bunch of things that you're also going to get 10% off. And I'll give you a little bit of secret. Heads up. If you've bought Allen Soaps and you are renewing that, but you like the company and you like what it stands for, it stands for life. It stands for respect for life. It stands to show other companies that, hey, we don't use robots. You don't have to. We don't use automation. We're building a company, a soap company, made in America, small batch, all natural ingredients. We're doing that with people like Young Allen, right? As the chief soap officer working there every day, you can do the same thing. If you love the mission, and you've looked on Alan's sites, the other or Alan's website, and the other things that they have. Here's a little secret: my name will get you ten percent off of anything. Truly, anything at Alan's Soaps. Now, the easiest way to do that is go to AlanSoaps.com/slash/Todd. You just want to go to Alan Soaps, just use my name in the checkout, Todd, C-U-D-D. But I prefer you go to AlanSoaps.com/slash/Todd. And thank you, thank you for being supportive of these guys. It's a mission that matches ours. It's a discipleship mission. The Lord loves the kids, loves life. So the the topic of conversation is what's worse? The corruption of Joe Biden or January 6th? Well, there's been no coup. And before we turn to Hunter Biden, because that's the biggest part of this. There is the odd story of Michael Stenger. Michael was 71 years old. He'd been the sergeant at arms. Michael Singer was apparently the guy who made the decisions on security. He would have been the guy who was told, do not provide extra security. He was apparently going to testify, but he died. And again, he was 71 years old. I have no idea what sort of health circumstances he had. Yes, uh, I'll admit, given what the party's willing to do in abortion, Given what the party's willing to do with mRNA injections and and transing kids, yeah, I don't. I don't. At this point, I've I've lost my ability to not believe that the party would off a guy. Just have absolutely no evidence. And secondly, seventy one year olds do die. Michael Singer had this to say prior to the man's um, the man's death. And I should add, by the way, I do hope he knew the Lord. And I do. I do hope this man knew the Lord Jesus. This is the constant give and take of security. There is an opportunity to learn lessons from the events of January 6th. Investigations should be considered as to the funding and traveling what appears to be professional agitators. 
First Amendment rights should always be considered in conjunction with these investigations. Law enforcement coordination in the National Capital Region. This is the kind. And by, by the way, I didn't cut the piece off. It did cut itself off. So he said, who appear to be professional agitators. They are still in office. If he was referring to FBI agents, they are still there. They teamed up on the Russia hoax. If it was the FBI, they teamed up on the uh, on going after um, General Flynn. They teamed up on the what was it? Two or three impeachment uh, uh, trials for President Trump. They are teaming up on this. They are installing critical race theory in the FBI. They, to extend it, are installing critical race theory in our army at West Point, as we talked about yesterday. They are installing it in our government schools. They are installing transgenderism into kids' minds, which separates them from their families. They insisted that you fire Navy SEALs and Top Guns and a whole bunch of other people for refusing to take a medically useless, danger, dangerous, all too often deadly injection. They pushed that. They protect Fauci. They are the ones who want the cloud around election activities to continue. They are the ones hiding Biden's attempt to hide the corruption around this coming election, as we talked about earlier this week with the piece that Molly Hemingway wrote about, yes, of course, Biden is attempting to hide his efforts to steal or rig this coming election. They did that. What President Trump planned to install and was getting there on his third year after Paul Ryan got out of the way or was moved out of the way, they've turned the corner completely and then even more pushback, even further from what was voted in. So the January 6th thing was not a coup attempt. It was not an insurrection. It was and always will be a riot that was allowed to get out of hand. And in my judgment, was pushed forward by the FBI. So what's worse? Well, that. Because it's the same thing. But who's in the White House? Who is the figurehead? Well, Joseph R. Biden. This would be the Joseph R. Biden who said he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's so-called business dealings in China. In other words, bribe taking because it's not business. In 2018, Joe Biden left a voicemail for Hunter. Here is part of this voicemail. Hey, pal, it's dad. It's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance to give me a call, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. So a couple of things to take away from that. It appears that the New York Times is still practicing journalism by way of letting the principal pieces review the stuff before it goes online. Oh, yeah, it's something they started years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. They let people like Biden go back and edit his quotes. They started that with Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, truly, they did. They said, yeah, this is our new policy. Otherwise, we don't get access, so we let them go through and edit their quotes. It sounds like they're still doing that. He got to see a pre-pressed copy. Now, it might be that they just said him saying, hey, do you want to add anything? 
And journalists do that sometimes. They'll send you, hey, here's what I have written. I'm not going to change anything for you. But if you want to add anything and, and you see what this is, and you know, it's under embargo, don't share it yet, but you get an idea what's in it. And sometimes that's done. Sometimes you'll make an agreement with someone. Yeah, if I get to see it before it goes out, so I know how you're going to treat me. So it might be that. But the other piece to take away from this is because that man, Joe Biden, said, I've never talked to my son about his so-called business dealings in China. Now, by the way, maybe for, maybe Joe Biden forgot. I mean, he forgets everything else. Maybe he forgot there's a country called China, although he brags about that all the time because he and she, they're like that, you know, they're hanging out and she does what he tells them to do. Who is in the White House? Him. Whose son is apparently in bed with the Chinese Communist Party? His. What, what, what does China want us doing? Being a net oil exporter or a needy country? What, what does China want us teaching our kids? What do they want our military to be like? Formidable? Or hobbled by critical race theory and transgenderism, the live transgenderism? Do they want a healthy America? Robust and able to respond physically to things? Or do they want a country addled by psychotropic drugs, both through the official cartels, Pfizer and Moderna, and the unofficial fentanyl? So speaking of that, I don't mean to get distracted, but did you see this from uh, Bill Malugan at Fox? This is um, out of California. A guy was, he was stopped. What did he have? He had like 150. Yeah, two men who were arrested with 150,000 fentanyl pills in Tulare, California on Friday had been released from custody on their own recognizance as a result of a court order from a judge following a, quote, risk assessment. The sheriff strongly disagrees with the release. So these people are in office installing policies like this. What's worse, Joe Biden's corruption or January 6th, they're the same thing. But where are the coup type events going on? That's a cartel being allowed to continue to sell fentanyl. And that happens in all the separate countries. 14,000 Army National Guard troops could be axed. We'll have to see if they were for refusing to take the COVID shots. That's 14,000 people who could no longer defend the country at the same time as it's being addled by critical race theory. These people are in office. The people of January 6th are not in office. President Trump is no longer in office. Oh, there's more to the Hunter Biden story. And it is so utterly disgusting and scary and dirty and sad. And the timing is so important. You may have seen this video of Hunter begging who the media decides to call an escort. Uh, escort, prostitute, is there a difference? Uh, well, one costs 10000 one costs 100 bucks. I don't know. Both of them are loved by the Lord Jesus, and we, we have to love them. But wait until you hear the, the, the timing of this. Hey, we do not uh, make a habit of putting our hand out on the show. Uh, I will tell you this, that we had a month-over-month growth of, fif- of 15% uh, in new downloads. That's, that's extraordinary. Uh, I always assume if you make it this far through the podcast that you dig it or it's helpful for you or you like it or it's, uh, it's amusing something. So number one, thank you. Number two, the fact of any business is if you continue to serve the same customers for 50 years, your business will fail. It just will because people move away. People die, right? 
Now, we're going to live a long time together. The Lord has been so good to us, to first of all, to bring us together. Secondly, to bring these great partners in. The Lord's been just, he's just provided great bounty. And the Lord's going to decide how big this thing gets. And, and you can be part of that. If you like the cast and you think that this is the way some people need to hear news or, or analysis, news and analysis, can I ask you to do the easiest thing is to just hit the share button on your app. I got to write back to this brother, Tom, who tried to share the show yesterday and that's trying to share the whole app. And that's kind of frustrating, but usually you just hit the share button in your app. You send it to friends. Here's what our data shows that if people heard me on rush, God rest rush for those eight years, most of them have no idea. I have a podcast and here's what our data shows. When they find out they subscribe. So if we could find a way to reach all the people who heard me on rush. Wow. We could bring the word to a lot of people. So could you do that for us? That's the one time we put our hand out and ask. All right, so let me set the stage here. So this is the son of the president's or the the figurehead, the guy we're told to call president of the United States, Joe Biden. This guy has said his dad will do anything he says. This guy has said, my dad thinks I'm the smartest guy in the world. He'll do anything I say. Joe Biden has said of Hunter, my son is the smartest man I've ever met. Um, he talked about 10% for the big guy. Well, there's all sorts of now data from Hunter Biden's laptop to back that 10% up. There's the fact that despite these millions and millions of dollars in what are quite obviously bribes that were going to Hunter Biden, he couldn't keep his finances straight. Why? Well, because very sadly, and it is sad, he apparently is a crackhead and that stuff is hard to get off. So apparently he loves to, to smoke crack. Well, loves to, has to, I don't know. But we've all seen the videos of him claiming, to, he's talking to a family member, I'm at rehab. You're calling me at rehab and saying these things. And then he's lighting up a crack pipe. Apparently they do that. That's the new rehab. Apparently it was, apparently it was unsugared or, or, or caffeine-free crack, crack cocaine that Hunter was smoking when he was in rehab. But this, let me set the scene, is that Hunter filmed this video, apparently in his house or one of his homes. He's walking downstairs, and there is a woman who's apparently Russian. She's fully clothed, thank the Lord, um, sitting on a chair away from him, and she doesn't respond to him a bit. And it seems to me, if I'm reading body language correctly, she, she doesn't want anything to do with him. She's on the phone with somebody. Now, he's going to mention an amount of money in here. He's going to talk about $10,000. At the time, it seems that Hunter Biden only had five grand for a bit, but only for a bit. And then that problem was taken care of. Sweetheart. Hey. Hey. Are you okay? Everything fine? Are you hurt in any way? Any, any way are you hurt? Hey. Is anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Do you have any bruise? Anything? Is any? Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever? Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time? Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way. And say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? 
What? Hunter Biden's walking yeah. back upstairs. No. I thought you said you wanted oh, to No, he's getting the water. That's the only water I have. <laughs> he goes to get just some water that's been sitting on the table. Doesn't pour fresh water. It's the only water he has. Apparently, there's no running water in his house. And then later, he walks upstairs, leaves her down there. Uh, well, so many questions. Why is it that you would be wanting desperately to get a woman on the record saying, no, 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 you're the most polite guy who's ever paid to use my body ever. No, when you were using my body for your sexual gratification and engaging in your fleshly desires and, and sin and drawing me into that sin. No, you were, you were very, very respectful while you were sinning on me. Mm-hmm. While we were sinning together and you were using my body for your, your needs because you're messed up and you've got a, you've, you're controlled by sin and drugs. Yeah, but you were very polite about it. Sure. A bad touch? Well, define that. You paid to use my body. That's not good touch. Um, but it's the money. Apparently, during this time frame, when it seems that this video was shot, it seems that Joe Biden availed his son of $5,000. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden wired his son $5,000 while he was actually engaged with a U, uh, with, with an escort, an Uber S, a CFE escort. In other texts, Hunter Biden convinced his father to wire him $20,000 to finance his stay in a New York City drug rehab rehabilitation program that he never checked into. What's wrong with you? Hunter Biden told the Washington Examiner shortly after this story was published. There's no suggestion in these messages that Joe Biden knew his son was spending, well, what he was spending his support payments on. But support payments? Who? Whose ideas for the United States are most prevalent in the Biden regime? Donald Trump's or the Chinese Communist Party's? What were Trump's ideas? America first, strong border, don't get involved in foreign wars, bring manufacturing back, cut taxes so manufacturers can come back, stop letting Black Lives Matter Incorporated and Antifa run wild, and then he got kneecapped by the Fouch. What are Joe Biden's ideas? Open borders. What is it? 150 probably illegal immigrants found dead in a trailer. Um, No drilling. No pipelines. Solar. Garbage. Expensive, inefficient energy. Trump's strong military. Let's say, let's let people rest. Let's rebuild. Let's, let's retool. Let's stop the foreign wars. Nope, let's get into a foreign war. We may not have troops yet fighting in Ukraine or Russia, but they're over there. Our advisors and such, you know, like Vietnam. And we need to thank them. They're doing their duty. So whose ideas are more prevalent? What were the ideas of the people at January 6th? Well, you had some whack cases there. Okay, it's a public gathering. It's a protest. There's going to be whack cases. But what was the core thing? Can we check our elections to make sure they're safe? Can we stop letting terrorist groups run wild? 
can we actually go back to running our cafes and barbershops and can our kids go back to school? Pretty radical stuff. Which ideas are in the White House? So we began the program with a question. What was more dangerous, January 6th or Joe Biden's corruption? And we haven't even touched the tip of Joe Biden's corruption. We haven't talked about the 50 million bucks from China. We haven't talked about his brother. You know, we could read Peter Schweitzer's book for that. My answer in this, they're one and the same. January 6th happened because of Joe Biden's corruption. Was allowed to happen. I shouldn't say happened because, but was allowed to happen. Allowed to metastasize. Caused, perhaps, to metastasize. They're one and the same. So what's more dangerous? Was a trick question. They're the same thing. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support and sharing of the show. Now, please... Go be well, be strong, be kind, and remember that the Lord told us, it's not a direct quote, but he said, things are going to get really funky. Good will be bad, bad will be good. And remember what the Lord said. Be still and know that I am the Lord.